welcome, my biblio bitches. It's your girls. Ooh. Woo! It's Kara. That's me, and it's Alex Rosa from Hi. not in my room. She's in Orange <laughs> County. Unfortunately, we're still in lockdown, guys. It's we haven't shot in a what while is it? in like months. Day one million three hundred and forty-two. Like Jesus, we uh, were just saying we can't <laughs> wait to record in the same room with each other. I mean, I miss my friend. I miss you, Cara. I miss you too. And she looks so beautiful on her computer right now, guys. Let me tell you, she has not blue ray glasses, which I stupidly call them. <laughs> They're blue light glasses on, and she looks so cute. Yeah, well, it's it's because of Zoom calls. If I didn't have Zoom calls, I would not be looking like this. I told Kara that I was wearing just my underwear just a few hours ago. My Alex, you dirty Scandalous. dog. You don't even know these people, sicko. <laughs> well, um, well, thanks back, for guys. joining. Yeah, welcome. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. Um, so, so before we dive in, want to do just a little recap of what's what we're doing, what's going, what's going on in our on? life? Yeah, what's happening? Um, other than we're still battling COVID in Southern California and around the nation. I want to say that we're doing our best, but we're really not doing our best. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we're surviving and, um, you know, we've gone through since our last episode, we've, there's been a lot going on in the world. We've got uh, Black Lives Matter movement, Pride Month, Uh, technically Cara, Pride, San Diego Pride was supposed to be this weekend. We would have been partying with our friends this weekend. That uh, is theoretically so depressing. And I'm going to skirt really quick. I'm going to hold on because I texted you this. But three years ago, a couple <laughs> days, uh, three years ago, like two days ago, was my first Pride ever. I went with Alex Rosa, only at nighttime. And things got a little crazy. Um I met her roommates. It was the booze, and it was also something else. Something that I, I inhaled it a little bit, inhaled a little bit too much, and that was the first night ever in my entire life I threw up in my mouth and I swallowed it. I pride. Good times. They're good times, guys. To be young. Wow, (laughs) how things have changed now. Now I just throw up in my mouth. You know, when I got heartburn or something. So (laughs) things are different now. (laughs) I did not mean to cut you off, Alex Rosa. What else is going on? No, no, that's 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 what's going on. Surviving, and you know. Uh, Cara, you're doing a good job on your social media, supporting and not staying silent on everything, you know, Breonna Taylor's murderers are still not, uh, you know, charged yet. There's a lot of friggin' injustice going on in the world, and we're just trying our best to support the cause and not forget, uh, nothing matters, you're, uh, you're, you're, uh, what do they say, the, you're, just because your feed doesn't have to be aesthetically pleasing to support the cause, you know, so focus on what's more important right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was something that we wanted to call attention to in the last episode. So we wanted to make sure we called attention to it now. But um, other than that, just staying sane, I get to see my parents for the first time in like four months Woo-hoo! tomorrow. We're social distance camping this weekend. Uh, Cara, what have you been up to? What's going on? Hey guys, it's me, Cara. I'm still furloughed. Womp, womp. Um, I, you know, I work in hospitality and as most of you guys know, no one's going any, well, you shouldn't be going anywhere. You sickos stay home. But because of that, your girl doesn't have a job. So I've been here, unemployment, um, kind of going back to what you said, Alex, about supporting guys. I don't have a job right now, but I'm still donating. Open your pocketbooks, guys. If you want to support causes such as Black Lives Matter 
And as you touched on, um, Pride Month was last month. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been a lot of Black trans women who've just been being killed. You know, not great. Open your pocketbooks, guys. Donate to local charities around you. But a shout out, SD Queer Housing. Find them on yes. Instagram. Uh, their money goes directly to uh, Black queer people who need money for housing if you could chip in like five dollars i mean listen i get it guys i'm paying with money given for my unemployment for this so anything you could do to help that's important so just stay loud guys yeah and just to plug this i write for the feminist book club Mm -hmm. blog and we have this really great series called the educate and activate series and i actually just happened to my last two educate and activate series post where one was on transphobia and the upcoming post will be on the term turf uh which has most readily been available like you've been hearing it probably on the web and on you know twitter feeds right now because uh our beloved but no longer beloved jk rowling has a turf which uh means that she doesn't believe that um trans women are women but that will probably be a discussion on maybe a future episode uh but you know stay well informed and donate what you can and help where you can because um you know these are issues and they're not going away and we all need to take part and support and um, be accountable be accountable listen Mm -hmm. educate and hold ourselves accountable so thanks alex that's so true and also Her posts are great, guys. Read them, read them, read them. She's awesome. (laughs) She's doing great Um, stuff. And they're fun and they're educational and um, and the blog itself is super badass. So definitely give it a listen. What's Um, more badass than strong feminist women? Nothing. Nothing, Nothing. guys. Whoa. Whoa. It's coming out hot today, ladies. Watch out. Um, But today, um, today, well, I guess we should introduce our drink and our book. Um, yes. yes, Alex, what are you drinking? What am I drinking? Oh, okay. oh, <laughs> oh, oh um, I am drinking uh, wine, a uh, Cabernet. Um, it's confession. I did uh, marinate some meat for a barbecue earlier today and some Is that garlic the and wine. meat wine and that this, you're drinking? This, <laughs> I mean, not from my meat, but oh, like okay. from the bottle, I should clarify that this was, I have half a <laughs> bottle of wine left and I was like, how perfect, we're going to record this podcast Amen. and I need booze. So uh, I have some red wine and Cara. Guys, I forgot. Did we talk about my... Um, Intolerance yes. to alcohol. <laughs> yes. So, guys, it's still here. Update. I should have said it before. Intolerance to alcohol. My friend told me I should be wrong. Please, if I'm like taking something I shouldn't be, can you guys let me know? I've been taking milk thistle. Milk thistle. Have you heard of thistle. Yes. Right. I've heard I've heard of it. Heard, okay. Trader Joe's has it, and it's good for your liver because my friend's like your liver is dying, and that's why you're allergic to alcohol. And I was like, oh my god, no. maybe. Maybe, but instead of going to a doctor, I just trusted her. So, um, you know, I'm just taking this milk thistle now. I'm just going to plug this, but I have a friend who's an ER nurse or an ICU nurse. We should talk to her and you should ask her. She'll tell you. Kristen will tell you. You know what we should do? Future episode, we should have her on. She would give us so many great insights about what's going on. She's such a beautiful person, And she's a beautiful soul and super funny. What's hilarious is she asked if she could be (gasps) on this podcast. Absolutely. We should. Oh, my God. 
we're making things happen. We're for making the things happen. Right now. So just so you yes. know that she she uh, loves reading, but she doesn't read a lot. And I gifted her the book called Untamed, which is a like feminist memoir mm. by uh, mm-hmm. Glennon Doyle. And she friggin' loves it. And she was like, we could talk about that book. So if we're ever yeah. into like, you know, want to talk about it, we should try and read that book. I mean, Kara is blazing through books uh, right now. So um, I don't have a job. So <laughs> nothing else to do. Well, it's a great way to spend your time. Uh, confession you. here. You. We haven't even gotten to what Kara's drinking yet, but oh, I will confess. Yes. I will confess before this. Kara finished the book like a champ like weeks ago and <gasps> I finished the book maybe ex- 30 minutes before ex- this podcast. <laughs> so I have yeah, a I- lot of emotions that are very raw right now. I, she, guys, she has a job. She has a book coming out. She has a blog post. She's reading a billion books. Listen, give her slack, okay? I'm and trying, also she is, she's she's the best, you know? Um, <laughs> that's so funny. And guys. What you drinking? I, I'm drinking hard kombucha. Um, it doesn't make my nose hurt, which is cool. And honestly, is it it's also not, a pro- probiotic? Yes. It uh, it has live cultures. See, it's good so for your gut know. biome. I can't wait for my gut to feel good. <laughs> Ew. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, I also chose it because it's bitter, like our main character. Mm. Mm. Intro. Good. What are we, what are we reading? What are we reading, Alex Rosa? Dude, we are reading, we read, we finished Mm -hmm. uh, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins, the author of The Hunger Games. This is the first book that has come out in 10 years since, what was the last book? Since Mockingjay. So we have Hunger Games, we have Catching Fire, and we have Mockingjay. And then 10 years later, we have The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which was just mm-hmm. like the biggest mouthful of a ti- like title for me. I, I Constantly when I read it, I was like, what editor approved this? Who thought? But now that I finished the book, I get it. It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes and a also, lot of sense. Every main character's name is like a thousand letters. So it's like, why not just roll it in? Yeah, I mean, we'll get into it. But Kara (laughs) read the book. But because I am busy and a slacker, but I really wanted to read it, I read the audio book. So I never got to see. I mean, I saw Coriolanus's name spelled out quite a bit. But because I did start the book in, in paperback or hardback or whatever, and then I switched over. But yeah, so Kara, when we chose this book, you we hadn't read it in since the books came out, which was like since we were in high school, essentially. I, I'm slightly older than Kara, so I was probably out of high school, I think, at that point. I don't remember I, when the first books came out. Alex, I just wanted to tell you that I didn't even realize until I opened up the book. Um, I forgot that The Hunger Games was a series I didn't read. <laughs> I did not read what? it. So I, let's pause this podcast right now. Corey didn't tell me this. I thought, okay, because I had the Hunger Games book. Well, You're I gonna, thought I did. So I just, and it's also been so long since it came out. I'm like, oh, so many books. I've read it. Right I know. I know. Because I also saw all the movies. And so I had all the books, but now I'm realizing that I didn't fucking read them. <laughs> and I realized, too, <laughs> that they weren't even my books, they were my best friend's books. That I borrowed and I never read. Just never read them. And I honestly, truly, in my heart, I've read. I mean, I don't want to like. I am no bookstagrammer where I read a thousand books a year, but I do read a lot of books. So I just kind of was like, yeah, I've read these books and all the characters. And I opened it and I was like, you know what? I haven't read any of these goddamn books before. Well, and I didn't tell you that. I'm. So, I feel like a. I feel like a. Wow. Liar. Yeah. Wow. Shocking. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, if I, it's any consolation, yeah. it doesn't really matter. I mean, you've, re- you've seen the movies, but I mean, any book nerd would tell you that the books are better than the movies for sure, especially yeah. with that series. But um, I don't think it mattered too much. I mean, as long as you know the history of the Hunger Games, there were like some little, you know, mentions of the plant catness here or there. I remember hearing, you know, I was like, reading. oh yeah, that's why her name <laughs> is like <laughs> super. Uh, but like, you know, th- you can see the growth of the Hunger Games because if you watch the movie, they actually do, I think, a fairly good job at least explaining the yeah. extravagance of what the Hunger Games became. But, um, but yeah, I think it's okay. But damn, Cara, I did not uh, know that. I am so sorry. And I wasn't going to tell you because I was like, oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. I feel like a dumb liar. But then I was like, you know what? Time to c- You came clean about finishing the book 30 minutes ago. I'm like, I didn't read them. <laughs> but now, now that I don't have a job, I already bought the rest of the book. So I'm just going to speed through them. I'm reading. I need to sip wine Asian. because of this. Girl, I know. I Let me take my kombucha. Mm-hmm. Before we go on, Carl, let's make sure we let our listeners know we are going to intro with a spoiler-free sort beep, of review. Beep, beep, beep. Exactly. <laughs> and then we will uh, let you know when we start entering. So you can listen to the first bit of our review, uh, but then we'll let you know when we start entering into uh, the spoiler zone where we're actually going to deep dive into characters and the shitty things and the great things and the weird things that happened in the story. So I uh, just want to let you know, so you know, if you're for your listening pleasure uh, before <laughs> you dive in, uh, that we are starting with our spoiler free and we'll let you know when the reveal is coming. I'll go beep, beep, beep again. Perfect. <laughs> it's a spoiler. There we are. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to read them all because I really like the book. I thought it was super good. Yeah. It made me mad in a good way. Yeah, I would say that. So I, you know, I got this book and I obviously I knew what it was about. I knew that initially that when you get this book, you do know it's a Hunger Games book, but it is a prequel, right? I forget how many mm-hmm. years, I don't know if it's 20 years, but it's pre yeah. yeah, he was very young. It's about Cornelius mm-hmm. Snow. And you'll know him as, if you haven't read this book yet, as President Snow in the Hunger Games series. And I didn't know, I knew that he was the main character. I knew that it was pre-Hunger Games, um, but that was kind of it. I just didn't really know what to expect of this book. I knew, I mean, I know that President Snow in the Hunger Games series is an asshole. So I was curious (laughs) how said journey led from one place to another. So that was kind of something that was interesting. And um, And then I didn't really, yeah, so that's kind of how that went down is I just didn't really know what to expect. And the mixed reviews, we kind of talked about mixed reviews. People either loved this book or like hated this book. And Mm -hmm. I kind of knew why people hated and liked this book. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to dive in. I don't really know what to expect, but I think we can both agree. We were both like a little happily surprised reading this because I also enjoyed it for the most part. I enjoyed it. I have some qualms, but they're not, they're not like bad things that I have a problem with as as far as story is concerned. I agree. I think the story moved along really well, especially being someone who apparently did not read the books. Um, so I didn't even know her like style of writing. I was like, oh my God, what am I getting into? It was good. Um, I think I think you're right about the my only qualm are just the names are so goddamn long. I just have to abbreviate that. I can't remember which character is who. So that's just like me being just myself I guess but <laughs> it was a great plot I'm excited to talk about it and I, I mean I guess the best synopsis spoiler free synopsis we can say about this is guys President Snow B- BP before president um 
he's a kid in high school, you know, he's living with some, some people. Can I even say who he lives with? Is that a spoiler? No, right? Hell no. No, that's not a spoiler. Right. He he lives with his grandma. She's a very fabulous old woman. He lives with this wonderful cousin who is an angel, in my opinion. An angel. Hopefully you agree. And um, this is like the, I forgot, is it like the, which Hunger Game number is it? It's like one of the very early Hunger Games. It's a very early Hunger Games because we have Mm -hmm. the, you know, we know who invented it at that point yeah because he's alive essentially yeah. they're the, the it's still within the lifespan of the adults in that world of when the hunger games became came to came to okay <laughs> um but he is on one of like the chosen student counselors for the trip one of the tributes so it's uh i i mean i don't want to say anything else i feel like that's kind of all you can say without opening up a can of worms in my yeah. opinion so um, spoiler free yeah um but i think that's good so you essentially like find out you know how the hunger games you know you kind of learn a little bit more about the history of the hunger games and cornelius Snow's struggle corleone corleone see what the quote unquote quote, struggle struggle yeah. choreo choreo for short you learn about Corey. his struggle and how he you know is involved in the hunger games there's a little bit of a love story if you can even friggin call Alex. it that Rosa, don't even get me started about the quote-unquote love story. I can't. I mean, yeah. So, and then it leads all the way through uh, his process of start to get finished with the Hunger Games, in which we'll kind of, like, discuss what that kind of, like, felt like. But, um, and then in conclusion of, like, you know, I don't even know. I don't, I don't want to, I think the biggest, without giving anything away, was the way this book ended. It was almost Mm -hmm. awkward because I thought it was going to end at a certain spot and then it didn't and it went further and I can't tell if that was like a great idea or not. That's the one thing that I don't want to reveal. But um, yeah, so it's, I don't know, it's trippy. She made the character unlikable. She made the character unlikable on purpose but she wrote it so well like immediately i was like i fucking hate this guy even though he is the protagonist and i loved that okay so that's crazy so i knew Uh, that he was a dick going into it i actually kind of enjoyed choreo uh, what? So, yeah, in the beginning, I did because I I had an appreciation. I mean, this mm. this is this makes me feel. Although I'm gonna reference a different book series uh, right now, but I feel like this is what makes me a Slytherin. Is that I like <laughs> I like yes. Corio is kind of logical right from the first page. He doesn't mm. really he thinks pretty much every decision he makes pretty thoroughly, whether it's going to benefit him or not, and whether it's worth the risk, whether it has to do with what he's doing for his friends or his family or his personal and professional gain, uh, you know, whether it's with his education. I enjoyed that. And I think up to a certain point, he was trying his best to be a good person, but in the end, in the very end or the <laughs> middle or whatever, <laughs> it is a consistent theme. He is always looking out for himself, but I almost don't blame him. I almost blame mm-hmm. the capital. The capital is a very doggy oh, yeah. dog world. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's just like in other, you know, it, I feel like the capital beats out your humanity within its educational system. I mean, obviously the teachers are smart, but they're also mm-hmm. very ruthless and the hunger games are ruthless. So, um, so yeah, I know that's a kind of a, I, I, I wanted, I should say I wanted to like him so badly. And then yeah. by like the 
midway to mid halfway through the book at least or 75 percent i was like damn it i mean i knew reading this book it couldn't possibly end well knowing that we know who, who <laughs> president snow who we he saw the movie had, right? yeah we knew what was going to happen and i wouldn't say it's as detrimental but it's just enough shittiness for me to go oh okay uh, and then obviously it's hinting at another book there's got to be another book after this there has got to be a series that time jump is too crazy to have not like no continuation of the end of this story yeah i mean and there i would say that to be yeah and i completely agree i think that like at the end of this book i wouldn't say it ends at a cliffhanger necessarily mm -hmm. but it's definitely leaves it very open-ended and there's still a gap between the ending of this book and how we end up where you know how he becomes president and all that sort of stuff without oh, trying to give too much away there but um Alex, what were your overall thoughts of this book? I want to know. Um, I feel like you're Slytherin. I'm a Hufflepuff. So you know, different thoughts, girls, what I'm hearing about. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think overall, I really liked this book. It was enjoyable. Um, I, I, I found myself wanting to finish the book. So I always think that's a really good sign of like, I want to find out what's happening next. I want to know what's going on. So I was like that through the, all the way through. Um, I wanted to like the characters, the, the side characters I probably weren't as in love with as I wanted to be. Um, mm -hmm. I always feel like you have to have, you know, there's a lot of book series where the side characters strengthen the story. I think they could have been a little bit stronger, but um, overall, I really enjoyed it. I, I, on the threshold of people, the love and the hate, I think I'm going to go towards the more I liked the book because what I hated about it isn't have, doesn't really have anything to do with the writing or mm -hmm. the story necessarily. Um, I did very much um enjoy this book overall and i i mean if you're a fan of the hunger games i would i would recommend this mm -hmm. book uh what about you what someone who hasn't read the book <laughs> i watched the movies listen i'll tackle those books in like two days i promise you okay i'll get them all done but i really liked this book because i hated 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 the main character actually in reality the only character i liked was a side character his cousin the only character Tigress. i enjoyed yep she was the only person i liked the first note when i finished his book was he hates women so <laughs> i just i loved the book i i didn't feel the same amount of feels for him maybe i should have opened my heart a little bit more but i was like this guy sucks and i love it i love that she made him suck so badly um, I am stewing on your hated women comment. Granted, like the mm -hmm. reveal that I finished this book 30 minutes ago, but I'm going to have to take a second to digest that. Does mm -hmm. Corio hate women? He loved his mother. I feel maybe hates a strong word, but he has like this sort of high standard to. I'll I'll come back. I'll circle back to that in our on the on the spoilers. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm curious. He, I want to. Yeah. yeah. He, held, he holds women like they should be certain things and not people is what I came to a conclusion as. But like I said, I'll, when we get to our beep, beep, beep spoilers, I'll dive into what I thought. I'll describe that a little bit more for you. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. I'm interested. Um, you know, it's so fresh in my mind. I haven't really had, I haven't been able to sleep on it. So, um, oh, you're right. I've had many a night where I'm like, oh, he hates women. <laughs> Just like all angry. Oh, where am I coming from? Huh. Um, so that is our spoiler free review. I mean, that's pretty solid, I feel like. Um, and mm -hmm. 
so Cara has, <laughs> you have something funny that you found online that we're actually going to use as sort of our divider segue before we move into our spoiler free, Spo I mean, spoiler review. So wait for it. Cara, what, what do you have going on? What do you want to do? So one of my favorite things to do is to give people BuzzFeed quizzes, but not tell them what it is. So I'm just going to give you this quiz. I found it. It's about the Hunger Games. And um, at the end, when I get the results, I will tell you what you were taking this quiz for. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Number one, Alex Rosa. Oh, Where geez. will you go with your date? Will you go to a museum, an amusement park, the beach, or the movies? I know. Jesus. This is tough. Put Where are you going to go? Spot. I'm going to go to know. an amusement park. I like that. Also, guys, now you're going to know. I mean, she's a taken woman, but now you're going to win Alex Rose's heart right now if you take her. I feel like second or third date is a museum because those are like <laughs> my favorite. But an amusement park is a lot of fun for everybody. I want popcorn all the time. I want to drink, drink, go, 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 go. <laughs> Number two, where will you eat? The park, a low-key cafe, a diner, or a pub? Ooh, a pub. <laughs> I like that. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Because <laughs> we go to a lot of good pubs, okay? Yeah. Um, how do you know your date? A dating site slash social media? Your friends introduced you? Your date is your coworker? Or you've been crushing on your date for a while, you saucy dog? Well, this is a little unfair because I met my boyfriend on Tinder. So I have, I have to say that it is a dating site slash social right. media. That's sweet. So you're take this is a date with you and your man. So it's very sweet. I was like, imagine like Jeff Goldblum, just someone random, you know, <laughs> like, where are you taking Jeff? Like, where'd you meet him? Did you meet him on Tinder? <laughs> um, will your date, will it be a double date? No way. Or sure. Sure. Cara, oh. are we going on a double date? With Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. What? <laughs> That's great. Who's my date? Do I get, I want, oh. um, I'll think about it. I'll bring, I'll think of my double date for Jeff Goldblum. Hold on. Uh, will your, what? Will you bring anything for your date? A love letter. That's kind of, okay. Uh, flowers, chocolates, or your date hanging out with you is a gift enough? Am I shitty for saying the date is good enough? I don't think I've ever no. brought any of those things. Who would go on a date and be like, I brought you a love letter? A serial like, killer? That <laughs> I watched you sleep last night and I recorded it. So here, here's it here. in via letter form. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? You have two more questions, okay? Okay. Where would be the worst place for a date? A sports match? A loud concert, an escape room, or a bingo match? I know this is going to aggravate some listeners, but I hate the idea of escape rooms. <laughs> Alec, I fucking would never do an escape room. I, I would never do them. Mm -hmm. Nope, me neither. I don't want to get a... No, just no. People are going to start getting so mad. They're going to eat your eyes. No, I mean, I love uh, me and Cara and our boyfriends have an affinity for chess playing, and I love that. <laughs> but I generally hate board games and games in general. And it's not to mm -hmm. say that I'm not a fun person because I'm a super fun person. Guys, but she's I just like super fun. <laughs> <laughs> but an escape room makes like it's a dread. Like I, it, I have physical dread doing an escape room. I would much rather sit at a bar 
chatting with my friends. I just would rather talk with my friends. Yeah. I don't know. So anyways, yes, escape room is sounds like a miserable situation. And please, none of my friends who are listening, please never, never invite me to an escape room. <laughs> that is hugely noted. Um, <laughs> we should do a podcast in an escape room. We'll just do it. Oh, no. doing it. Yeah, It'll just guys, be me listen. grumbling. <laughs> the year is 2024 because that's the next time we'll be able to go outside. <laughs> We're in an escape room. <sighs> Finally, Ralph Rosa, we made it. How did the date go? Horribly, we had a fight. It was okay, kind of boring. Good, we got along pretty well. Or amazing, I think I've met my true love. Oh man, I'm gonna say amazing. It's like I met my true love because I'm talking about <gasps> uh, my Tinder date. That's so sweet, Alex Rosa. All right, so after that quiz, the title, <coughs> the title of the quiz uh, was we know if you'd win or lose the Hunger Games based on the first date you play. Oh, no, Do I'm I... too sweet. Do I lose? <gasps> I fucking lose because I'm a marshmallow. I have some good news for you. You won. You won the Hunger Games. I took it and I lost. So that means you killed me. Wow, I'm a ruthless yeah. bitch. Good. Good for you. You found the love of your life. So, wow. And yeah, there we go, guys. I highly recommend BuzzFeed quizzes. Give them to your friend. Don't tell them what the title is. It you know what? Next ride. time, next time I'm giving you the BuzzFeed <gasps> quiz because <gasps> yeah, because Cara loves these it. quizzes and I we're do. gonna do it. Um, all right, should we set off the alarm for? <laughs> spoiler, spoiler, spoiler review coming. Spoiler review coming. Get out of here. Get out of here. Hide yeah, get out. So we're we're gonna give get you a moment out. to turn off the podcast. Do not listen you gotta any longer go. unless you want all of the spoilers because I have some things and some feelings that I need to talk about because this book, holy shit, what I a different choreo is. I just, that ending, I mean, I, I feel so your issues. anger and I love it. And I think everybody's out now. All those lame people, just kidding, you're not lame if you haven't read the book yet. All those people are out of here. <laughs> Let's hear some thoughts. You just read it. It's super fresh in your mind. So immediately after finishing, what's your thought on, let's just jump with the ending. I don't know if I'm going all over the place, but that I feel like is the highlight of the book. Really shows who he is as a person. Yes, I think in conclusion, so like uh, the whole book kind of, he is struggling with his past a little bit, you know, and his, cause he's a dick because Corio is overall <laughs> kind of a dick. And, yeah. um, you know, but he's also like, I think a teen, he's like 18, 16, I don't even remember. Super, but yeah. I uh, think he, grabs, he's super, he just finishes school. like high school and is going to university. But like, I feel like he struggles with his identity for so long and he kind of wants to be a good person. But mm -hmm. in the end, in the end, he ends up being like, he kind of like aspires to be this really good person. And I, I, I can't tell if he really put his parents on a pedestal who are dead his parents mm -hmm. have died and he lives with his aunt and his cousin in their like falling apart penthouse apartment. And like, you know, I feel like at the very end, he ended up becoming like his parents, like his dad, his mom mm. seems like kind of like a sweet person, but I feel uh -huh. like he ends up becoming like his father. And you find out at the very end that his dad was kind of a conniving 
shit as well. <laughs> and he um, made a lot of enemies. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say Corey, I mean, and Kara will probably disagree with this because she kind of disliked him up to from the beginning. But I feel like <laughs> Corio was trying to be a good person. He, you know, he kind of fell in love, but did he really? Not really, because he abandoned this girl. But like, which will get he tried to shoot her. He tried, he tried to, shoot to shoot her. And technically she might be dead, but we she's don't really, dead. she's probably dead. But, um, you know, I feel like at the very end, you just find out all those things that you were suspicious of from the very beginning. You know, it resurfaces all those feelings, right? You dive into the book knowing he becomes this shitty President Snow and you're like, how did he get here? And then you go, oh, at the very end, you're oh, like, oh, you betrayed your best friend. Uh, mm-hmm. You shot, you might have, you hypothetically could have shot the girl that you loved all for professional gain. And in the end you go, one day I could be president of Pan Am and this is what it's going to be like. And I'm like, Boom. what the fuck? So in yep. the end, as much as I was like, damn, in the conclusion, he's like still the dipshit that I knew he was from the very start, although I had hopes. Um, but I still up until that point, I think the journey was really interesting. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, I just finished it. So I feel super raw um, about these <laughs> emotions. I feel super exposed. Um, I had a feeling it was going to end that way. Not that I had predictions of the end at all, but mm-hmm. um, I was kind of, you know, it just, it, it did a good job of coming full circle as far as the characters, because he does have that meeting at the epilogue is that, is that meeting with God? I'm and I'm so bad with names. Like you said, these names are so long. But he's essentially like the headmaster, like whoever the head of the games. Um, oh, oh, you mean evil Miss Frizzle is what I refer no, to? No, 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 <laughs> no. That's the that's the evil fucking uh, the evil uh, doctor, doctor with the snake lady. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would just snick, uh, stick snakes on students just for like some friggin' uh, test? Her like, magic and- school bus was a bus of death. Okay, that's who <laughs> yeah. she, Ugh, she believes that everybody like is, you know, wants to kill everybody and everyone's just super ruthless. But anyways, Ugh. so um, that was my opinion. Cara, what did you think in the end um, of the book? Like, how did you feel about it? I felt, so set the scene, guys. The end of the book, or for me, what I'm referring to is when they are basically, he's about to run away with Lucy Gray, who... She's bless her sweetheart. She didn't know what bless she was Lucy Gray. We should all take a moment for Lucy Gray. Lucy Gray. I mean, she's well, definitely dead. Actually, I mean, I don't uh, want to jump in on your opinion. No, tell me. I mean, what, girl. Well, I mean, like, because I listened to it on audiobook and that whole uh-huh. last scene where he goes out from the cabin to find her and she's like uh-huh. run away. Mm-hmm. That felt like pretty conniving too. What was her plan to kill she, him? What, she's what, not perfect. No she's definitely she's she, perfect. She yeah. seemed secret. She almost felt like at that moment. I thought, well, Corio is sort of shitty, but so is Lucy Gray as far as conniving, and she likes mm-hmm. to be this sweet sort of person. But I I question her relationship with that dude. The I feel like we're jumping all over the place, but I question yeah, the secrecy on the emotions. Yeah, we this is emotions. we're just jumping into the end. Yeah. But you know, I think that there was a lot to second guess. But um I I questioned Lucy Gray as a human, like her moral ideals. You know, she was there to protect her family and you know, shit's cray with the Capitol and how the Hunger Games and the previous war, which mm-hmm. we'll probably have to touch back on at the very beginning. We'll um, see you. Sorry. Yeah, I know I came sorry. in hot with my how's the ending <laughs> question. Tell me. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I'm just gonna have to, you know, try and put to round this out is to say I don't know if Lucy Gray was as good a person as I wanted her to. Mm-hmm. I wanted to believe that she was majority of the book. I totally agree. She 
she knew i mean bless her heart as in she didn't she is very not i don't want to say sneaky that's not the right word she's a very smart girl um as in she knew who to survivor yes th that's perfect she was a survivor she knew who to be allies with and um sometimes you gotta get dirty to survive and that's what she did like she wasn't completely innocent but when i say bless her heart i mean like she didn't know how evil i call she calls him core core what do you call him choreo i call choreo. him anus <laughs> i just well choreo and anus i mean the internet is with you on that there yeah. i don't know if you know that there is an internet really? conversation that why did suzanne collins put the word anus into his name maybe you hit it on the head maybe because he is he literally anus. is a big old gaping anus let me tell you <laughs> he he is pure evil like from the very beginning i just read him as someone who is not a good person he's evil there's tons of people who have survived so, horrible things and who are still not willing to just claw underneath everybody to get on top so you know? what gave you that vibe i I'm, I'm curious as someone who hasn't read the the hunger game series but saw the movie I, and it's it's even hard to say whether that's even a gauge or not because i wouldn't say that we really knew much about Cornelius Cor Corleonanus. Anus. <laughs> Anus. That sounds like Cor Cornelius. <laughs> but same, yeah, that's yeah, the name. I don't know I if we it. found uh, Corleon because I listened to the audiobook, <laughs> which is what helps me with the pronunciation. By the way, that's oh, the good part about right. audiobooks. You get to hear these names out loud, which is Coriolanus. Coriolanus. Cor Coriolanus. There we go. Coriolanus. Perfect. Um, I don't think the, you find out bits and pieces. There are there are pieces, I will say, and other Hunger Games readers will probably agree with me. Granted, it has been a long time since I've read the book. But from what I remember, <laughs> at least that, you read it, <laughs> is that you do get more snippets of snow in the Hunger Games series because there mm -hmm. actually are quite a few. Well, I wouldn't say a ton, but quite a few uh, conversations <laughs> between Katniss and Snow. And you kind of like there's some vibes that kind of go out. So as someone who jumped into the book and didn't really know what they were getting into, realizing they hadn't read the series, did you already go into the book knowing how you felt about Snow? Or did you just feel it from the first page, like, oh, this entitled anus? I mean, I definitely, it's been such a long time since I've also seen the movies. I After I read this, I actually uh, watched the first Hunger Games and was like, haha, Peter dressed up as Moss and it made me laugh. Um, but... <laughs> I I always knew he was evil, but the I mean when people say the books are better than the movies, they're always right because the the books just convey so much more emotion than any like actor really could. So from like I don't want to say the first page, but after like the second chapter, I'm like, this guy is no good. He is only caring about himself. He doesn't once I'm still upset about this. He doesn't respect I mean, he barely respects his colleagues who aren't of a certain wealth or he hated um I, you probably could pronounce his name. Is it Sejanus? Sejanus. Is it Sejanus? Okay. So Sejanus was, I mean, I guess you could say he was a quote unquote like immigrant as in he came from a different district. I don't know if that's like a good way to compare yeah. it. He didn't you know respect what? the guy at all. If we're going to jump into this, I want to backtrack for anybody who's listening too, is to say that the book starts out 
you know, oh, yeah. uh, you know, Corio is, you know, we kind of touched on it a little bit where he, it starts out and his family is dealing with post-war. His parents are dead. Mm-hmm. He's living with his aunt and cousin and they are poor. They don't have any money. Practically the only thing to their name is this uh, penthouse apartment, which is literally in shambles. The mm-hmm. only things that are put together is that his aunt has this, um, you know, rose garden that is really symbolic to what the snows are. And she's kind of a funny side character because she sings all the time, the anthem. And um, it starts out with, right, Corio r- jumping right into high school. And he's about to finish. He's like in one, his last year. And um, he is chosen as a Hunger Games mentor, which is, um, we'll get into, I guess, which is kind of pre, if you remember in the movies, the Hunger Games, uh, have their like and they're adults and it's kind of like more of a job slash career to prep people for the Hunger Games but in the beginning of this book right they it is choreo it is students it's like an intern mm-hmm. project almost <laughs> and that's kind of intros all of these characters that Carl was talking about as far as in high school because he's kind of like in high school um, he's a teenager he's a literal child yeah. <laughs> during all this which is and there he's also his whole family they are pretending they are wealthy nobody yeah, knows that it. they are just crazy crazy poor um and so i guess from there i mean we were even texting about how part one of the book is a completely different book than part two totally yeah, and it's not even divided into parts i know so so the book actually goes through right it goes through his high school a little bit and how he becomes mentors and uh, with the hungarians and how they meet their uh tributes because the tributes still exist the uh the reaping still exists within the districts all 12 mm-hmm. just districts also still exist and those are all fairly the same that you'll remember from the original hunger Games series um but what it's in you know the hunger games are in its very infancy they're still kind of going as they're still making rules as they go so it's yeah. Not, it's televised, but it's Corio's idea. Actually, in this book, you find out that he wants to send food and gifts to the tributes. You know, betting is not allowed. It's not such an elaborate uh, thing as it was. It's a punishment it's, right it's now, just straight up a punishment. Straight, I'm not entertainment. <laughs> I will say this is something that was very much on my mind, and I think I read this in some reviews recently too. Mm-hmm. Is that? Um, uh, is that when you read the Hunger Games, is that it was a pretty, vi- obviously the book is, the, the series is pretty violent because the Hunger mm-hmm. Games are violent, right? It's yeah. kids killing murdering. other kids, <laughs> murdering. Um, but I would say that uh, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes was more violent than I even expected. It was really cruel. It was mm-hmm. um, out, of more, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, a bit more mm-hmm. unfiltered. Uh, you were touching on it, Cara, but like it's it, the the Hunger Games because it isn't an infancy. These tributes that are you know boy and a girl from each district, just as you remember as uh, Katniss and Peeta in the original series, is that they are treated like animals in the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes because oh they, they because it is a punishment, like you were saying, yeah. and they bring them over, they put them in pretty much like a cattle car, and then they house them in the zoo, and they yeah. don't really feed them, and they're the people from the districts are treated. Like like animals because it's so close to when the war ended mm-hmm. that they're the capital is essentially fearful of these people and a rebellion again and want to ensure to keep these people in their place so mm-hmm. it's a really ruthless introduction to what the hunger games it started as what we're used to in the hunger games the original series is they get plush, in a nice plush yeah. train car and they're treated like royalty but even which it's such an interesting dichotomy right because in the hunger games the original series is katniss is like 
this is such bullshit. We're being sent to kill and to die. And they want to treat us like we're royalty. It's such Mm a synthetic facade. Like, who are they trying to please? Whereas in this book, you get this sort of raw view of um, how the Hunger Games really affects people. And mm-hmm. how it's it's there's or no doesn't shrouds. Affect, yeah. doesn't affect doesn't. people. Yeah, people. Some, there's no shroud. Yeah, I and I would also say that in the capital, although there's a really big differentiation between wealth, right? Uh, Corio is, is poor, but other people are prospering. But I would say everyone is still recovering for the mm-hmm. most part mm-hmm. um, from the war. Buildings are still dilapidated, um, and there's still a rebellion happening. It seems like so um, that they that are happening. Kind of there, there are kind of terrorist attacks here or there. But um, but yeah, so when when Corio goes to school, um, he meets uh, Sejanus, who is an immigrant, like you were touching on, to go, um, you know, all the way around all that explanation. Oh, yeah. But no, is, thank you for he's an immigrant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's an immigrant because he's actually from District 2 or District 12. I, I forget. I don't remember. I, think I don't remember I think it's District 2. And his dad was wealthy because he was uh, in ammunitions, and they became mm-hmm. so well off that they were able to move to the uh, to the capital. But he's not truly accepted, at least because I mean, now that we're talking about it out loud, Corio kind mm-hmm. of sees him as less than. Absolutely, yes, he does. He treats him like garbage, and I feel like his family, that family, is is respected, not like to the highest power, but like by everybody except him because he's like, "You're not true. You didn't go through the war. I'm sorry." I'm sorry they didn't go through the war. They went through, they were like in it. They were in the shit. He was in District yeah. 2. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and so he was always on the fence, but Sejanus always like, you know, didn't know who to trust, but he found a friendship in Corio that seemed honest. I, I feel like Corio was like really resisting him up to a certain point. Oh, the um, entire time? The entire time. Up until the very him. end. Um, and then there shadow. was betrayal. Yeah, all for sure. See, I want to believe that Corio was learning that this was a beneficial friendship, but I think by the end of the book, I realized that uh, Coriolanus doesn't really want friends. He's not interested in making friends. And maybe everyone. (laughs) See, maybe that's my naivety in reading this book, Carl. Like, you saw it immediately, right? When the book started, you're like, this guy is cannot be trusted. But I wanted to believe that, like, friendship and love. Because I because I love romance. Novels, I, right? say, I wanted to believe romance. that he. Yeah, I wanted you're to believe. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to believe that he wanted to find that he 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 had some sense of humanity because okay, I mean, again, let's back it up, right? Hunger Games starts. Uh, Corio gets assigned a girl, Lucy Gray from District Twelve. She's mm-hmm. pretty. She can sing. Um, she's likable. People are enchanted oh, with wait. her. Hold up, though. At first, remember when he found out he was getting District Twelve? He was so pissed because he was like, "I should be getting District District Two, District Three, District Twelve. That's ridiculous. Those people are garbage." And then and he got she, the girl, and then he was happy about it because I'm like, "Oh, I guess I can use her." Uh, yeah, because she was well liked, but he mm-hmm. because um because he's always trying. He, I mean, his parents, his family, I should say, is at the risk of losing their home. They can't can barely make ends meet. He's trying to get into university, and he needs to make money. To he doesn't even know how he's going to pay for his tuition. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, when he gets assigned Lucy Gray, he's immediately filled with dread, right? Because he's like, well, because I think the right the winner 
if you if your tribute was the winner of the Hunger Games, you received some sort of prize. You got I think you got uh, like a full ride scholarship. Something right? like that. Something, yeah, something like yeah. that. So he really needed her to win. So this is that thing where they treated these tributes like animals. When he got assigned Lucy Gray, she was practically a show pony, I wanna say. And he had mm-hmm. only one interest in like winning so when he got assigned to her he was like well his only interest was how am I going to win because I need to get into university and I need to help my family so this this I'm going to pause here and say this is where I want to say that he is trying to do the best he's only he only wants that self-fulfilling prophecy that like self-fulfilling success because he really wants to help his family my question to you Kara, is is that so bad or does that still make him shitty because i don't think he even wanted to help his family i truly did not like him as a person i think that he only cared about himself yes tiger so his cousin who she's a couple years older right she Mm -hmm. she wasn't in school anymore no, she she was graduated. She was like this angel who basically took care of the house. And you come to later find out she it never has said, but she might have been like a prostitute. Did you catch on that? Well, at the beginning of the book, he wondered how he got she got nice dress at the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he touched upon it again, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, she had to do some dirty work to keep your ass afloat, and you're not doing anything for her. He. I'm getting all heated and I I see where you're coming from. Maybe I'm just being really stubborn. Don't want to open my eyes, but he only cared about himself from the beginning. He didn't give a shit what happened to Lucy Gray. Even if it's quote unquote love story that he loved her, that's bullshit. I don't think he knows how to love. I think what he thought was love is he didn't know. I mean, I mean, he dropped that shit so fast. I don't even know while I was reading it. I was like, wait, where are we? He was about to run off with her. And then now he's like holding a gun. Yes, it's that crazy. If you're listening to this, it's like, I'm going to run. (laughs) (laughs) It's that crazy. Um, So I don't know if you know, well, you probably do. But to jump back, right, the Hunger Games start and Flickerman is the kind Mm -hmm. of host of the Hunger Games on the phone uh, Mm -hmm. on the TV. But uh, Flickerman is still the same character in the Hunger Games original series with the guy with the blue hair. Uh, yeah. uh, what is it? Uh, Tucci. What's his name? Uh, oh, fuck. What's his name? Um, She's after research, ladies and gents. Hold on. Yeah. Da, to, uh, da, 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 da. Stanley la, la. Tucci. Stanley there Tucci we go. in the movies Aye. plays uh, um, Flickerman. And I think it's the same character. God, if you're listening to this, I hope I'm right because I feel shame. If I'm not right, but I'm a hundred, I'm like ninety-five percent sure that Flickerman is the same character we get in the Hunger Games, which um, is very interesting. But I, I, um, I feel right, like you're right as well because I was like, hold up, wait a second, this name it sounds familiar, but I was like, whatever, I'll just keep reading. But I'm pretty yeah. sure you're right, which is uh, that's a great thing to catch on on. It's very interesting. There's a lot of well, tiebacks, like still. Well, I was trying to find the connections to the Hunger Games. I mean, obviously, it's the it's the flip, right? How the tr- tributes are treated versus now versus then and yeah. stuff like that. But I was kind of interested to see the progression of, like, Flickerman is still the host um, of all of that. And then, like... Um, Great plastic surgery. Because that... Look at Snow in the Hunger Games versus him. Like, <laughs> yeah. age-wise, it's crazy. But you know Flickerman was older than Snow in the... Like whatever Hunger Games the yeah, song completely. ballad of blah blah is from. <laughs> it's so long. I'm so sorry, Suzanne. It's such girl, a long... you're listening. Next one, cut cut some words. It's it so short. long. 
Jesus. Um, <laughs> which, uh, yeah, let's talk about that. Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. The title is relevant because Absolutely. Lucy Gray is a mm-hmm. singer. She's an entertainer mm-hmm. in District 12. And actually, she's essentially not even from District 12. Um, but she sings Allegedly. She, allegedly. She's all high and mighty about, hi, we're like the Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. We just stroll around and sing all the time. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But, uh, sorry. I just... <laughs> The entire time that they're banned. So they're part of, what is their clan? Sorry, it's been a while. The Coveys. The Coveys? The Coveys. The Coveys. The Coveys. So she, their whole thing is that they're not really from District 12, that they're like hippies that just float around and like. They're always traveling from district to district performing. Totally. And her like high and mighty thing about, we're not from District 12, like really did piss me off. I was like, just. I don't think she even knew where she was from originally. Does she have parents? I don't know. Where are they? Well, no, she doesn't. Them? That was something that they, that Corio, because Lucy was the tribute, right? So Corio, they, they both didn't have parents. She, and he, That's how they fell remember, in love. Yeah. Cause they're like filling out paperwork and she's like, he's like, what's your parents' names? And she was like, I don't know how many parents. And she was like, well, who cares for you? And she's like, anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best. I'm Lucy Gray. And guys, she's not a bad person. I'm so sorry. Just like, Ugh. she's <laughs> not a bad person. But thinking about it in this moment, because I just finished the book now, maybe an hour ago, is that conniving, right? Sweet. She started those Hunger Games, had a snake in her fucking pocket. Oh, yeah. Threw it on that bitch, who you find out is like the mayor's daughter, I think, of District 12. Who was banging her ex-boyfriend. Who's banging her her ex-boyfriend, who she wrote a song about, ballad, ballad, that's a ballad, that she uh, writes about. And um, she ends up using those snakes uh, it later, actually, in the Hunger Games in the arena. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, which is snakes, songbirds and snakes, ballad of songbirds and snakes. Um, also, those fucking Jabber Jays. It was the Jabber Jays that passed on messages, not the Mocking Jays, because the yeah. Mocking Jays do the like, you know, whistle shit, the whistle thing. That was okay. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Guys, on the I, fly. I know the BuzzFeed quiz that I wouldn't survive, but like I think I would win the Hunger Games. Like <laughs> I believe I you. I could I have <laughs> asthma, you know? You I'm could do the mini. Lucy Gray uh plot. You could just like hide in the bushes for the entire thing until there's like two people left and keep a snake in your pocket. I get so hungry. For me, I know it's called the <laughs> Hunger Games, but I'm like, I haven't eaten in like two hours. I'm like, oh I'm starving like what do we have? You, you can't just like drink from a puddle and be okay i mean what's the puddle is it pee <laughs> i hope not it might not it might it might sorry i'm getting <laughs> off track here anyways cornelianus sucks yeah i mean he definitely does suck so i again susan collins has not announced another book at least i don't think so as we're recording this but um in the end right so so he falls in love with lucy gray slowly but surely Um, i would not call this book a slow burn though i although i would kind of say their love is kind of slow moving you saw it kind of coming so loosely out i know it is i know i don't mean to is it well i want to know what your thoughts are because you kind of heard how my thoughts were do you truly uh, so sorry she back up so before she even gets into the hunger games this like quote unquote desire this passion is brewing between them so when she goes in he 
I mean, I don't really think he was that concerned for her, but he was like a little bit more concerned because he's like, yeah, this girl's, you know, there's something going on. And so after she wins the Hunger Games, he gets sent off to like military. Like, what is he, a cop or well, something like that? Dude, I mean, I don't mean to stop us every like Joel. No, but we that's, have so much stuff to go through. <laughs> but that's where the book started to feel like a separate book. Yeah. So Lucy Gray wins the fucking Hunger Games. But it's and not a big what, deal. People but don't it's care. not a big deal. It's no super cares. glossed over. And the end, because I thought, I mean, granted, you know, what what the hell does it matter what I think? But if like I care. <laughs> but when the I thought it felt very anticlimactic when the Hunger Games ended because Lucy Gray wins. She's super not even I mean she she's doing it to survive. So you can't even be mad at her about it. But like the Hunger Games ends, she wins. There's no like giant celebration, no festering feeling. Really, it's shrouded in the fact that it's that essentially Corio's, I don't know, the the head game maker has it out for him, finds out that he committed tre committed treason because of this like, I guess I can say it, but like he essentially gave Lucy Lucy Gray's scent to the snakes, and that's why she was able to kind of command them, right? Control like that kind them. of yeah, yeah, control yeah. them in some so they didn't like bite her. But anyway, so it's revealed that like Lucy Gray wins, and then Corio sort of cheated, and so that they hide it, but then they pretty much pressure him into going, okay, well, we're not gonna reveal that you were a complete cheater in the Hunger Games, but if that's the case, and we're not gonna reveal it because we don't want to ruin the Hunger Games, because it's all for vanity everyone is out for themselves but you have to go become a peacekeeper which is kind of the lowest yeah. of the low in the capital where like if you can't get into university you become a peacekeeper and it's not maybe the best news but hey at least it's a job so no, but that, you're not going to she, jail you're not going yeah. to jail buddy there yeah. you go <laughs> so but and because his family so the snows his dad is kind of like famous for the most part because he was involved in the military and they were known to be like a really strong family during that time like pre-war but like that's when it felt like the the book should have like I thought the book was gonna be really a big deal because that's what the build was Lucy wins nobody and cares it, nobody cares nobody and they cares. kind of hush it up and it really mm -hmm. rolls into the fact that he Corio is blackmailed into becoming a peacekeeper and he gets sent to district 12 where he hopes to see lucy again because when the hunk whoever wins the hunger games really doesn't win anything they're they white get sent back. yeah they yeah they win. keep living that's it yeah they that's go back yeah they go back to where they're where they came from but yeah it felt like a totally different book so he goes and becomes like a peacekeeper and he's sort of still pining after lucy gray so he says <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then his best friend, his good oh, old yes. buddy, best friend, Sanjaya. Sajanus. Sajanus. I was saying like Sanjaya. Sanjaya. You remember Sanjaya from American Idol? I remember. Yeah? No? I remember. Okay. I kept what calling was that, like 2008? I mean, no, it had to have been earlier. That's like 2004. Maybe. Oh my god. No, I would have been like 10 years old. That's not right. Uh, what a baby. I'll, I will come back to this. Um, But his good old buddy, Sanjaya shows up and he's like, actually, this isn't so bad. I guess I got a friend, uh, quote unquote friend. Which, but if I no, would no, no, say no. any sweet, sweet soul, not Lucy mm -hmm. Gray is the sweet soul. Sajanus Sin is the sweet Sajanus. soul who lost You're right. it all. But he did. I mean, he actually died. Silence for Sejanus because Lucy Gray doesn't actually, I feel like, fully deserve the like respect completely. I mean, even though she's yeah. a survivor, but Sejanus 
who always just wanted to be the good guy. He was, oh, he, he, his life was so tragic because he, you're right, he wanted to do good. He, basically how he comes to his untimely end is he is plotting to, um, he's plotting a couple of District 12 peeps to go back to the Capitol. The rebels. To, the rebels. The rebels. Whoa, 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 to go to the Capitol to rescue, um, one of the girls? girls. Yeah. One of the girls. girls. And uh, sneaky old, we're going in. Well, we're going don't there. forget. No. Don't forget. No, no, there's a one part to rescue the girl and then essentially go to that secret district where they can live freely without capital rule, right? Mm -hmm. It's technically what they don't really call it District 13, but it's essentially a place oh, where they can go yeah. and live off the grid. Yeah. Wants to and, go. So it's like rescue this girl because they're probably, they don't even know for sure, but they're probably going to hang her. So don't forget, Sejanus. So and uh, Corio, they both become peacekeepers. Corio becomes a peacekeeper in District 12, and then Sejina signs up essentially because he thinks it's his way out from the mm -hmm. capital madness. And he ends up, um, what is the word, conspiring with the rebels who I think mean well, but it's all chaos. It's all sort of Nothing's chaotic. planned out. No Nothing's one's a good person right. necessarily. Yeah. I think everyone is trying to survive, but who can blame them? I know he was so nice, and his mom seemed like I would have really liked her. She made a lot of good treats, all those big boxes. So of like rice mom. Krispies. Yeah, she sounded great. She's like, here's like a thousand rice krispies. I was like, oh, why well, are you real? Send them to me. Let's talk about those. <laughs> let's talk about those strong female protagonists. It's really unfortunate that there aren't a ton of that in this book. I was gonna say, but, which strong female protagonist? No, I mean Lucy about? tried her best to be a strong. I mean, she she survived, and you know, I don't know. We don't know if she's dead in the end, but I mean, we kind of do, but we kind of don't. Yeah. We're assuming that she's dead, but compare that to the Hunger Games, Katniss. Definitely a strong female pro protagonist, although mm -hmm. a little bit bitchy, a little bit selfish, but still a badass woman. Absolutely. I would say the ballad in Songbirds and Snakes does not necessarily have the strong female protagonist that some people are looking for. Maybe Suzanne Collins wanted Lucy Gray, that character, to be that person, but I don't think she fulfilled her destiny. Because we're looking in the eyes of, of Anus. We're looking at his eyes. <laughs> yes. You know, though, because that's, listen, this is, we finally have all, it's all connecting now where I can say he did not respect women. From his lens, Lucy Gray is not a badass. In the, you just said it in that book, like the way it was written and the way we perceived her, she was not a badass because it was told from his perspective. When in reality, she did what she had to do. She fucking won the Hunger Games. Everyone was like, it wasn't a big deal because from, anus's side he didn't make it a big deal we're reading it all from his perspective yeah it's third person but it's from his third person perspective yeah it's Does that's that true sense? we're like i mean because wouldn't it be great if we got this story from lucy gray's point of view totally different it would be a totally different story she is like i said no angel but she is a very strong survivor so with yeah. your point of view, do you think that she loved Corio or do you think she was just doing it to survive? She was doing it to survive too. I you don't, don't think, think that she loved there him. Was, I think that she maybe thought he was cute, but like, and he was, I mean, he said it from his mouth. So I don't know if I believe it, but he was even saying like, oh, she entertains people. Like how, you know, she was like, he, he was like, well, how does she entertain people? Alluding to, is she like, 
a sexy woman of the night sort of situation. Do you remember that? Did you catch that? Or did no. I? He was very judgy of her. He In the very beginning. Even in when she was singing, like, um, Man. Oh, because she would sing those songs about her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, like in the hang and tree. And everyone's like, oh my God, what? Is it about me? And yeah, meet, about me, Billy. meet me at midnight with the rope. Yeah, but he, yeah, so he we'll was like, oh, night. was she a whore? Like, you know what I mean? He was being so just like, every woman was either an object or like a caretaker in that book. Interesting. I, I just think, think about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm stewing. I'm stewing on it. Tigress, she was a caretaker lucy gray was an object grandmam i mean she just was kind of a bitch but she was like an old lady um yeah. sinjaya's mom sinjaya's mom she was a caretaker i mean evil miss frizzle she's in her own category she's just evil but every woman in that like was perceived just so just lower than everyone else i don't know i don't want to sound like like I'm, urgh. I can't get my no. words out right now. No, but. no, I I think you're right. I think that is an interesting perspective because Corey it was so entitled throughout the entire book, based on his solely on his yes. name because he's a snow. Like he Perfect believes word. that he's yeah he's super entitled all the way through because he deserves he's he thinks he deserves this sort of fame and fortune based on who he his family how his where his family originates from and yes. their strength and his beliefs mm -hmm. he deserved to win he deserves to have lucy gray because he helped her win because he i mean he did choose district 12 to go be like a peace didn't he choose it right to be the peacemaker he got to choose I what district he, he went to i think he did he chose it but he didn't choose it because he loved her he chose it because he wanted control of her he wanted like her to be at his side not because of love, because he you, wanted her to be his. You don't think he? You don't think that he just wanted to see her? No, I honestly don't. I from I really think he is obviously not a good person. Seeing the later books that I did. Oh, we are the definitely going to talk about this epilogue in a second for sure. No, you're like I have some thoughts, <laughs> but that's how I feel. I feel like he he doesn't really give a shit about women, and that's why he hated Katniss so much. Because she was that strong woman who, didn't, who really didn't give a shit. She was like, you can get mad at me well, all you want. I don't care. I mean, you could be right in the sense that he hates women with the whole Katniss thing. I'm going to make a prediction here. I'm going to say that he hates Katniss and the Hunger Games, the, the series that we know and love, because Katniss reminds him of Lucy Gray. Yes, yes, yes. I was thinking of that the entire time. I mean, she doesn't have the same, like, exuberance of Lucy Gray. Like, well, she's Lucy definitely Gray. not as, like, camera-ready, perky-friendly. Yes. Totally. But as far as her, like, you know, maybe she represents... Um, I mean, the mocking jays alone, yeah, would remind yes. him. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. That is such a good connection, Alex Rosa. I love I mean, that. Also, Lucy Gray goes to find Katniss plants, so her name in the Hunger Games probably like, reminds him. Her name is Katniss. You've got to be joking me right now. He's like, what are the <laughs> chances of that? <laughs> but that's um, how I feel about that. Uh, this epilogue, I I have some crazy issues with. So like. The, in the it. conclusion, why he ends up being so shitty is uh, Sejanus, who pretty much, I would say that 
Corio never at any point would have called Sejanus his own best friend, but it was like because he was always a matter of circumstance and being part of Sejanus, and he saved Sejanus a few times, but it wasn't until he had heard Sejanus say to him, you're like a brother to me, he was like, oh shit, I mean, am I really his only friend? Like, that's sad, but okay. Um, it was like, Loser, oh, am I right? Yeah, but I mean, he, he almost forgot, and I don't want to say he almost forgot, but Sejanus really became a peacekeeper so he could interact with the districts again, right? And kind of be more of like a man of the people. And he ended up aligning with some rebels who I wouldn't say that the rebel, like the the ex-boyfriend, actually, one of them ends up being the ex-boyfriend of mm -hmm. Lucy Gray. But, um, I, you know, because of the bombing that happened on the Capitol during the beginning of the Hunger Games and all that sort of suspicion that happened there. But Sejanus always thought that the Hunger Games were too brutal, unnecessary. It was ruthless and sad and demeaning to people because he really valued human life. Whereas, okay, this is where I almost wanted to like Corio. I think in the beginning huh? of the book, he believed that human life was valuable and that he didn't like that these humans were treated like they uh, like like animals and kept in the zoo and then to kill each other. But that brings us to an interesting point because in the epilogue, he talks about how he's like, well, when I do the Hunger Games in the future, when I become president, and it's literally mm -hmm. just a pipe dream at this point, he's like, they'll be treated better. They'll be doing all this sort of stuff. But he never talks about abolishing the Hunger Games entirely because he still yeah. believes that they're beneficial. Uh huh. So, uh, Sejanus, on the other hand, thinks that they're completely unnecessary. No one should be able, no one should, no child should have to kill another child just for some sort of, you know, repercussions of a previous war. But at the very end, he ends up finding out, right, that Sejanus is conspiring with some rebel people to break people out of a jail and then travel someplace else. I mean, he ends up, he thinks, it's, it, to him, it was almost a subconscious thing, right? He mm -hmm. has the um, the Jabberjay record their conversation and he goes, I'm going to have oh. it record it anyways, even though maybe it won't get back to the crazy doctor. He physical. knew. He knew he, there was yeah. no way it wasn't getting back to her. Like, he yeah. knew. Yeah. So he ends up recording their conversation where Sejanus finally admits all of the things that he's been keeping secret from him because he really trusts him and thinks he's a brother. And you go, oh, shit, here's where the President Snow comes in. Mm -hmm. This is the shithead, the dipshit that we know about. And guess what happens? Crazy, uh, you know, Miss Fizzle ends up hearing it. Uh, Sejanus. <laughs> ends up uh, uh, being captured, being arrested for be for uh, treason. And, and Corio, I should say, uh, knows in that moment that he has signed his death sentence. Mm -hmm. He is responsible for the death of a person who he, who that, who Sejanus called, you know, Corio, his, his brother, his best friend. But, but he doesn't care. That's how he I feel, doesn't. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, I don't think he cares. He doesn't care. He thinks about it, but goes, "No, I did the right thing because you know, in the end, like that's that's what I'm supposed to do." And he kind of takes it as because, again, I, you don't, you know, you don't. I don't think agree with me, but he, you know, has to take care of his family because he was sending his monthly or whatever paychecks to his family because of the taxes that were being imposed and they weren't going to be afforded to stay in that penthouse, but. The the shittiest part about this ending for me was that he did betray his best friend and that ends up saving him, Corio, um, mm -hmm. you know, his reputation. And then you find out that crazy Miss Fizzle just sent him to be a peacekeeper to, like, teach him a lesson over the summer. Oh, that was madness. I was like, what? I had no idea. 
I had yeah. no idea. Just just to be a dick. The the, the <laughs> friggin' um, teacher ends up doing that. And you know what? It is Sejanus's death sentence. And he does, he is put to death, but they hush hush it and they keep it super secret. And even Sejanus's own parents really keep mm-hmm. it a secret for the most part. And they end up adopting choreo as their own even though he's secretly responsible for the re- death of his own son and choreo is okay with it because he's not it a good person <laughs> he's yes. not a good person to say that i still would call him anus to say that anus thought of sinjaya as anything more than a pawn <laughs> is inc- like i they were not friends it was a one-way street he thought like sinjaya was just getting in all this trouble and he's like are you serious i have to go rescue him again he was sick of it he hated that guy it's true i get where you're coming from i get where you're coming from i think you were woke before i was woke i wanted to believe because (laughs) you know because of maybe it's my romance background i wanted to believe that up to a certain point point choreo was a good person and in the end i was disappointed to find out push comes to shove he is actually the shitty person that he was inevitably going to be and you saw Mm -hmm. him for what he was right from the beginning i'm unemployed alex i'm bitter okay so i have a bitter (laughs) outlook on everything now (laughs) were you were you i have so you've obviously gotten my take where from the beginning i was like this guy's no good were you actually like what did you think the end was going to be? Were you thinking that it was like he was going to turn a different leaf? Or I'm just curious because I want to know. Well, because I knew who he became, yeah, who he becomes, I should say, in the Hunger Games series, I was always suspicious of where this mm-hmm. book was going to end. And a part of me thought maybe the book was going to end as a um you know a broken heart uh you know man scorned of you know a relationship that didn't work out i didn't know who was going to betray who and in the end i wanted to believe because it leads up to that it, all, it falsely leads you into this world where well, it's interesting because they do kind of warn you where he's like oh by the way bt dubs uh you no longer have to be a peacekeeper we're going to accept you back in the capital and he finds out that in the morning maybe everything could be as he hoped it would once be in his mm-hmm. with his life and who he might become professionally and with all that like political gain but he goes no i love lucy gray i think i love her i'm going to go and run away with her and meet her at midnight but so he did I, that because he thought he would end up he might because he thought he'd be in trouble yeah yes he no, thought he had nothing dead. sorry didn't even cut finds, you off i was like ah! no you know and then he finds the gun that would that would essentially uh make him uh guilty of the crime of killing Mm -hmm. the people in the district which we will not even get into but like he finds the gun he realizes this is his saving grace he could live the life that he wanted to and that he talks about how he could like oh i'll just explain to lucy gray that like i'm just gonna have to go back to this life and she can just she's just gonna have to understand but that was like the smack in my face i feel like i was like okay so it was like it was like going with lucy gray was settling he was like i'm just gonna settle this is my only option that was at that moment his only option he's like i guess it'll be okay at least we could like bang like that was it that was his only reason as soon as he found that gun he was like wow it's really working out for me isn't it i'm just gonna go shoot her well i mean i don't know if he knew he was gonna shoot her i I, I have so many questions and maybe Suzanne Collins will answer this later, which is, which is like, 
what was going through Lucy Gray's mind? What did she suspect? What was her plan? Was her plan from the beginning? She knew? Do you think that she knew from the beginning when she invited him to the midnight hanging tree to meet? Or did she know when she was bandaging him up and he, she was like, who else did you kill? And in his head, he was like, Sejanus. But he was like, I just killed my previous wife. Ha 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 ha, LOL. Oh, that's a dumb, when he said that, I was like, oh my God, girl, run. Like, you got to did she know there. then? Did I she think know she then? did. I think she did. Or did she know before? I think she really intended to, like, I don't really... I mean, they were like 17. I don't really think they were in like deep, passionate love. But I think that she knew as soon as she was bandaging him up. But like at the hanging tree, she's like, oh, we'll just go like find this new life together. It's going to be great. And then she's like, skirt, hold up. I got to get out of here. I am in danger. See you later. Is what I think. What do you think? Yeah, I... I don't know. I would love to hear the point of view from Lucy Gray to like what her plan was. The only thing, the only reason I think it was sort of almost a last minute decision, which I'm still on the fence on, Mm -hmm. is because there was nobody else to attack Corio, right? If it was pre-planned, when I was, when I was, when I was reading it, quote unquote, and or listening, I was like, oh man, is he walking out into the forest to find her because she's abandoning him and she's running away? Or was this all part of her plan? And is someone going to try and kill him? But there was no sense that there were other people out in the forest Mm -hmm. trying to kill him. He ended up just shooting blindly into the woods. Like in a circle, like, yeah, Yeah. thinking, oh, she might be dead because, Mm -hmm. because essentially he only does that because she's the last loose Right? What do they say? That would the loose tie, loose ends in in his guilty murder because he kills somebody in the district who's a rebel. Well, he actually kills the mayor's daughter. But um, we don't talk. Just skip over her. She was yeah. We'll just skip over it. Bye. And and, you know, kills her because he well, he only kills her because he feels like it's obvious that she's running away from him. So he has no qualms at this point. She's made it clear where her stance is. So he like shoots blindly and then essentially goes back to District 12 to then eventually go back to the Capitol. So Mm I, I I don't want to say I was bamboozled up until that point, oh, but I did want. Sad. I, I did want to believe because I'm such a I'm such a sucker for like true love that like I wanted to believe that he wanted that I want to believe that he wanted to run away with her because he wanted true love, but in the end, power was more important. Is what that, I realized. Uh, you know what? We should just title this "Power Was More Important" because that is the perfect line for this entire book. Power is more important, more important than your family, more important than love. That's what we want to call it. More important yeah. than anything. And you know what? I think uh, you're just such a warm-hearted person. I'm just a cold bitch, I guess, because I was like, <laughs> nah, he sucks. They don't love each other. Bye. <laughs> but I, I think you summed it up perfect, Alex. I think you recapped the book great. I'm glad you just finished it because I was like, uh. Because <laughs> I just uh, finished it. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember some of these things. But I think you really, I really think you hit the nail on the head. Power is everything. And he got what he wanted, didn't he? (laughs) And it's true. Like, I mean, that seems to be, if anything, that is kind of an interesting way to end the book because, um, you know, you, we all know who Snow ends up becoming Mm -hmm. and 
at the end of this book, you do realize that the core values of who he is as a person and as President Snow in the future are there. They exist. And they almost feel cemented in that epilogue. It was yes. like Susan Collins was like, here's the kibosh. He's exactly who you think he is. <laughs> an asshole. And nothing um, and different than that. That's yeah. it. Sorry to give you this whole long story of how we got here, but he's been this person all along. And I think, Kara, you <laughs> saw that before I did. Me and Suzanne, um, we wrote this book together. I was like, put it in there. He's a dick. Just put it all over. They're going to see it. Unless they're romance novelists. Well, it's funny because I think I always want every book, no matter whether it's like a white, you know, a young adult or a thriller mm -hmm. or a suspense or whatever. I always slightly a romance novel because I believe like with, any, with even like movies that you can't really have a strong plot line without a strong love story. And because I think those things really like bring stories along. Um, My cold dead heart is melting. That's so sweet, <laughs> Alex. And I'm just like, Cara does not have a cold dead heart. That's really nice. Thank you. But well, I was I like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just, um, I wanted to believe that the love was stronger because that's who I am mm -hmm. at, at the core is I want to believe that like love triumphs all, but sometimes people are just so shitty and power hungry that, mm -hmm. um, that, that just matters more. And I think in the end, maybe Corio without the opportunities wanted to be that person, but in the end, like, couldn't be like he just he ended up falling into the same line as his father which you know again at the very end you find out that his father essentially from the teacher who hated on choreo the game oh, maker, the game maker bomb, he was like there was a the big way. bomb at the uh -huh. end of this book that's totally true like it was a bomb you find out that choreo's own father was the best friend of the game maker of the hunger games who got him drunk wrote the Hunger Games as a fun school project, gave it to the crazy, uh, you know, Miss Fizzle uh, character <laughs> who thought it was Still a joke. And yeah, I mean, his dad kind of essentially stole the idea where his friend never wanted to become a thing because he thought that the idea of the Hunger Games, quote unquote, was too evil and too awful. Well, to his dismay, his best friend slash Corio's father revealed it and it ended up becoming what it is today in this novel. And the head game maker hates him for it and then in turn hates his own son. So that was an interesting bomb. But again, foreshadowing, right? Definitely. His dad betrayed his best friend in order to create the Hunger Games. Well, guess what? Corio ends up betraying his own best friend for gain to eventually, you know, do whatever he needs to do, you know, become president, you know, abandon somebody he supposedly loves, win the Hunger Games, all that sort of jazz. So um, crazy, crazy. It's it's crazy. And I love the way that she just, that was like, and it was almost so subtle the way she said it too. Like totally if you did, subtle. if you were just kind of like skim reading or like listening, you probably wouldn't even like, wait, wait, hold up. What happened? Yeah. So this is like a family thing. Okay. This I actually, sense. because I finished the book 30 minutes before we were recording, yeah. um, I listened to the epilogue and then I re-listened to the epilogue to make sure oh, I caught everything. Good. Yeah, because there was so a lot just, of hidden, like, excuse me, what things in yeah. there? It almost felt more informational than the entire novel. <laughs> she honestly, if she didn't even want to write a book, she could have just published that epilogue and be like, oh, that's all we need to know. Oh, that's by it. the way. Yeah. Interesting. BT does. Yeah. Still an ass. Yeah. From the beginning, so, always an ass. <laughs> so, Cara, I mean, I feel like we've got a pretty good vibe on how you felt about it. But in conclusion, you know, Angry. I've said my take on the end. 
how do you feel about the book? And we'll round out a little bit here, but how'd you feel? I, you know, from, I feel like this entire, guys, I really feel like I'm a nice person. Okay. But like, I'm just so angry about this book and I really don't feel he had anything good about him from the beginning. I mean, even I feel like the ending kind of like reinforced that with my opinion, because I was like, look at that. It's all in the family, isn't it? Just evil. And listen, guys, I'm not trying to make this political in any way, but it's hard not to talk about what's going on. This book, because I read this, I read it honestly probably like a month ago, and I feel like that's when the protests were really heavy. Uh, I mean, guys, still keep protesting, getting out there, be safe though. Um, but when I read this, I was like, God, I kept connecting so many things of what's happening in our current world to this crazy, terrible, archaic, horrible thing that they do. I just kept connecting things. I kept uh, connecting this president to a president we currently have, if you want to call him that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kept making these like connections. I'm, that's how I was seeing it. I'm just like, this guy is not a good person. This book was great. Really showed us how terrible some people can be. I feel like some people are just evil. And he's yeah. one of them. And I would say that you brought up a good word, like the word subtle feels really, um, really key for this book. I think that you have to be paying attention to realizing mm-hmm. how awful Coriolanus is and um, how that build kind of grows. It feels subtle. I mean, the signs are all there. I think Kara was just smarter than all of us and saw it right from the beginning and was like, no, you fuck s- you, you're shit. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I just hate everyone. That's why. <laughs> you have to be suspicious of everyone is what the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes does. Huh, that guy said something kind of weird. He must be evil incarcer- incarcerated? No. no, incarnate. Is that the word? Incarnate. Thank you. Edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Stick it out. Evil. He's just evil. He's just a bad, bad guy. But I really hope she does do another one because I would love to see, because of someone who hasn't read the Hunger Games book, (laughs) apparently, are Tigress and Grandmama, are they in the Hunger Games at all? Is there any mention of those two characters? It's been so long since I've read those books, but I want Hmm. to say I don't think so. So for someone who is doing all this for his family, it's weird to think that they are no longer in the picture at all so many years later when he's in such a high power. I mean, we definitely have a huge gap of time. So like now he's kind of, at the end of this book, he's making his stamp in the Capitol, right? Post high school, university, Mm -hmm. he's about to finish. I don't know if the epilogue was like mid-university or whatnot, but he already kind of in that epilogue explains like he wants to be president of Pan Am. He has every intention of what direction he's headed. I I mean, Mm -hmm. it feels pretty extreme considering we went from like, you know, homely, poor Snow who thinks he deserves more from the entire novel until the epilogue where he's like, I'm pretty, look at my new suit. Now the father of the boy I essentially like killed is funding (laughs) my life. Um, Now I can be who I really truly can be now that I have the money. It is, yeah, (laughs) you know, um, I'm interested in that storyline where it stops how he becomes president. I mean, he does talk about things that, so in the very, in the epilogue, because it's so fresh in my mind, is that he talks about how um, how he would make changes to the Hunger Games, right? And to the Hunger Games that we know and 
I, I would not say love now. Love but is tough. <laughs> yeah. He says he's going to add the Victor um, hometown village in the district and that, that if someone wins the Hunger Games, there should be some more benefit to them. So you can already see that he has plans for the changes and, and improvements to the Hunger Games and they're going to add gambling to it, all this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. There's, I, I'll be interested in the progression from how he becomes president. How does that happen? He seems to be bef befriending or at least having some common ground with mm -hmm. the game head game maker, right? Oh yeah, um, they're evil too. Yeah, evil it's people all, love each other. <laughs> you know what? At the end, I would say that, like, because you called it, like, that he was kind of secretly—I mean, to me—evil from the start. Is mm -hmm. that he finally gets at everyone's awful level at the end of this book? He's mm -hmm, kind of definitely. just as awful as the head game maker. He's pretty much just as awful, uh, aside from like poisoning and with snakes and stuff than the uh evil miss fizzle character you know you know he's kind of almost earned his stripes into the capital and only mm -hmm. only then as as awful as you are you almost have to be super awful to earn your keep because they know that you're willing to be the worst of the worst in order to <laughs> enter the ranks right congrats it, you're garbage you're the president now <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah, it'll. I'll be interested to see if Susan Collins what she has for readers like us um, mm -hmm. for the next bit. I mean, obviously there should be another book, um, and we'll see what happens I there. I hope, yeah. Suzanne, girl, if you're listening, get started, get writing. We will, we will read them. We will read it, and we will talk read about them. it. I like so, that, um, Alex. That's great. Yeah. So we recommend the read, and we. If you like the Hunger Games, um, I want we want to know. Like, do you hate it? Do you love us? Do you like love? Do you agree with our opinion? Like, um, let us know on Instagram. That's where we're most active, and we would love to hear your opinion on this mm -hmm. book. Like, um, you know, this love hate relationship. Um, I think overall we enjoyed the read. Absolutely, um, no I would totally read it again. I feel like if you read it again, there'd be so many things that we didn't catch the first time. Yeah, I mean, maybe mm -hmm. I would realize he was a dick from the start. Girl, you just have such that pure sweetheart. That's why. And I'm just evil. I'm maybe I'm evil also. I'm just right there. I'm Miss Frizzle. I'm the evil Miss Frizzle who's like, watch out. Mm. No, she was awful. She was so she was nasty. really awful. She was scary. Yeah. I was like, ah she <laughs> no. was scary. Um so yeah, that's what we think of the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins. Um, that was our, our big first book. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that was huge. There's yeah. so much to talk about. <laughs> so much going on. I mean, a book with a, a book series with so much history. Uh, it's just it's so fun to talk about, like, you know, because the fandom is so huge and with the movies and all that sort of stuff. So we hope you enjoyed our first book review on Book Babes and Bubbles. Woo! Woo! Thanks, guys. Thanks for being yeah. here. Sorry if I yelled a lot. I get so passionate and then I can't say my words and I'm just like, he's just mean. And I hope you guys just understand where I'm coming from. Like he just is mean. Just trust me on this. Um, but Alex, do you want to tell our listeners what our like cute little fun idea is? Yeah. Um, we're gonna be doing like mini sodes, and as far as mini sodes are concerned, we don't know what the time frame would be like the, the length of these episodes, but we're thinking like between our book reviews, we're gonna be do these mini episodes where we're kind of tentatively thinking we're gonna call them uh uh, books and bites or book and <laughs> bites and books and bites where we talk about um, you know current bookish events or things that are going on and fun things that we're doing and reading 
um, all bookish related items uh, that we'll discuss between just so we can give you more content and more fun and kind of like keep relevant with the times, you know, and also give us more time to read and digest these books. So uh, in between our book review episodes, we'll be creating these sort of side episodes where we discuss uh, pop book, pop culture, current events uh, and staying on theme and all that sort of stuff. But we're really excited about them just because they're super fun and we can kind of do them on the fly. And, uh, you know, in the sense of like when emotions are running high, we can do these episodes on the fly um, <laughs> and we'll be recording a new one next week. And so we hope to have at least two episodes a month for you guys. Um, and we'll be doing at least one book review a month to make sure uh, really because Cara is a way better uh, reader than I am lately. <laughs> Listen, I will repeat it once more. Girl, you no. are busy. I don't have anything to do. So <laughs> I will read, I will ingest all of the anger, the love, the hate, and just like simmer on it. And then when you read it, I'll just explode like this again. I'll be like, oh my God, I'm so bad. It. It's, it's <laughs> all I look forward to. Yeah, <laughs> you're okay. so sweet. Yeah, uh, books so, and bites, guys. Woo. Yeah, books and bites. We're going to have these mini-sodes between our uh, book review episodes. Um, and we thought it would be fun to also announce our next book review because we don't imagine we, I mean, I should say we imagine that, uh, our next book review won't be until August because dude, July is almost done. So holy shit. Um, stop. Don't say those things. That's so no. scary. <laughs> so, um, Cara, I'm actually going to let you introduce what book we'll probably be doing next for the, uh, pod. Uh, Alex, I would love to. You guys, you guys, do you remember circa early 2010, I think, perhaps not? The fandom everybody died for. So sexual. Well, no, maybe it was only a little weird. Wishfully sexual. So, sexual. Wishfully sexual. So cold? Very old. Ooh, do you know what I'm talking about? It's Twilight. Wow, wow, wow. Um, plot twist. My friend, I won't say her name, she'll be so embarrassed, but a friend who's going to listen to this, she used to have um, a Twilight shirt that she would wear in public. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And a pillowcase, if I'm not crazy. Oh. Um, but good old Stephanie, she has written us the most beautiful book. Just kidding, I'm not sure yet. We haven't read it. It's not out. Midnight Sun. It is ah! Ah, Twilight told from Edward's perspective is what I understand. I actually have no idea. Um, but we're really excited to read that. It's going to be like for Alice's birthday because her birthday's in August. So we'll just like do a whole birthday weird Twilight Vanda episode for her. Ah! Yeah, we're excited to read it. I think it comes out August. Don't, you know, Twihards don't kill us. But I don't know. It's, uh, August 4th or August 6th or something like August 8th. I don't know. Around there book comes out we'll give it a quick read um i'm sure it will like devour it and uh we're gonna devour it, it like a vampire <laughs> <laughs> like, so like a uh, like a lion meets the lamb sort of movie. Ah, ah. spider monkey let's read this book i'm so excited you know what one of our little mini episodes we should just watch twilight oh, and then talk like a, about it yeah. yes Yes, mm -hmm. be like mm -hmm. we'll rewatch the series and then talk about it and be like why did not I'm there, so I, have, I, I even thought of right now one thing that I feel like the movie like did weirdly because I just I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it maybe we'll have that be the in-between episode we haven't really decided what the next side story type episode will be but upcoming read Midnight Sun so <laughs> I'm sure everyone in the world will probably be reading it too or you know I mean I mean you should is what definitely that's like 
it's a pop staple, you guys. Do you remember the Twilight album, the first one, with the super massive black hole when they're playing baseball? That album Muse. was so good. Muse. That's Muse. Oh, it was so good. And then they're like, I was a quick wet boy or something like that. What? Oh my God. So I would say, I would say that even if you hated the Twilight series, those friggin' soundtracks were the shit. Like they were oh. so good. Oh, New Moon good. has my favorite. I'm going to say this before we even record the episode. What? New Moon has my favorite soundtrack of all of the books. Um, I can't think. We'll go. Uh, we'll have to pull up. We have to look. We later. have to look it up. Yeah. We'll have to do the research, but that is by far my most. I have like still, still some of those songs are on my favorite Spotify list that I go, ooh, yes. So good. Is New Moon the one where she sits in her room and it's like yes. January, February? Oh, it's like Lee. The yes, the possibility. Yes, I love that song. Yeah, song. So, so people that people hate that movie. Some people say that that Sucks. is the worst movie of the entire <laughs> series. It is my favorite. Okay, we were definitely just hold that thought. <laughs> That's that episode. That don't give away free bits. We'll come back to this. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, okay. I'm gonna rip Alex into pieces on an episode, okay? <laughs> so just stand by for that. <laughs> just kidding, you're the best. So that is <laughs> that is coming at you soon. Uh keep an eye out for our side uh episodes. Uh, we're hopefully recording early next week, our next episode, yeah. um, to make sure we're giving you content at least every other week. Um, yeah. Do you want to wish them farewell, Cara? You guys, thanks for being on this ride. I want to say, Alex, you are so eloquent when you speak. You can say your opinions <laughs> without losing your head. Like I'm, I want everyone to know I'm sweating. I'm drenched in sweat right now, getting so heated about all these topics. So, Alex, I'm so glad to have like the best podcaster, smart beautiful intellectual feminist that you are doing this podcast with me this is so fun Girl, you are a beautiful intelligent feminist and i am so excited that we're doing this podcast together <gasps> Dude, we are second episode in and i think we're killing it and um yeah. i hope if you're listening you also think we're killing it Please. that being said if you're oh, listening God. to this Plug if it. you're li yeah if you're listening to this episode we would really appreciate it if you like it definitely subscribe give us a rating online we would really appreciate a five-star rating i mean if you like us whatever rating you prefer but give us a rating this is how podcasts get known and out into the masses please review us on we are now on apple Podcasts, on spotify mm -hmm. uh, on google cast and all that sort of stuff so i think that's a great way to end it um i really really appreciate you giving us a listen and uh the best sort of feedback we can receive is uh you know giving us a review online or um following us on instagram cara is killing it on the instagram game as well so uh as always thank you for listening biblio bitches we appreciate you, you. Thank you guys. We'll talk to you later. And we'll tell Alex how weird she is if she likes New Moon the best. Damn, oh, I love that movie. I'm not I here to so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.